Hi, this is Bill Arnold. Missed a show or need me talking to help you sleep tonight? I have several solutions to that situation. Here are the podcasts from the show. You are the best for listening and supporting Faith Radio. Welcome to Afternoons with Bill Arnold. It's a lovely day, and I'm excited that I'm going to have an opportunity to do a segment that I don't do as often as I'd like, but it is called Words of the Wise, and the requirements to be on the segment is you need to be uh, a man or a woman who's been a follower of Jesus for decades and decades, and you should be, according to uh, my specifications for this segment, at least 80 years or older. I think there's so much wisdom uh, with brothers and sisters in Christ who have been following uh, him for decades, that we need to glean that advice. We need to get as much wisdom as we can from this amazing generation. And uh, my guest today is David Gotch, who's agreed to come on and and offer us words of the wise. David is a, a great encourager, as he's encouraged me here at the program, and I'm awfully glad to have him on the show today. David, welcome. Well, thanks, Bill. It's good to be here, and it's... Uh... <laughs> An honor to be in the presence of the king of the kilohertz. <laughs> okay. I appreciate that. See, here you go. You're already encouraging me. Look at that. Oh, so, oh. God, that's a good thing. Yeah. So God must have given you this little gift of encouragement. How did how did this start with you? Yeah, it's kind of funny. It it happened probably 20 years ago. We were, <clears throat> I would meet, greet my pastor, and I would say, "Boy, is it good to see you." Well, <laughs> he really he really liked that. And, of course, then he'd come back to me and uh, at other times and go, David, boy, is it good to see you. And uh, he was just a very energetic person. And and one thing led to another. And I would just, you know, trying to get a grin out of people. And and uh, I might, uh, I might uh, have a conversation with you, and I might say, hey, Bill, thanks for being part of my day. Oh, wow. Now, I have been doing this for years. There is only one person who has not smiled and gotten a kick out of that or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, anything that you do in life, no matter who you run into, you can always come up with something. I do it at the meat market, and when I leave, I get a big chorus of thanks for being part of my day. <laughs> and, you know, you can talk to somebody. I mean, uh, uh, the kid that bags your groceries or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Thanks for doing a good job, boy. It's good to see you, Bill, or whatever your name is. And they appreciate that. You know, uh, depending on what your job is, not everybody's thrilled with what they're doing right. in life. And uh, they've got other things on their mind. And, and uh, I don't know, the waitress that puts your food down, you know, and she comes back, hey, how's everything? Oh, Hey, this is perfect. It's just what I wanted. Thank you so much, and <laughs> thanks for recommending it to me. Mm-hmm. Well, you always get a smile back for this. Yeah, of course. And what and, you've what you've done, David, is you've said, "I see you. I, 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 and you matter," and that makes the big difference in a person's day. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, and it it just gives them a little bit more energy to pass it on, mm-hmm. and. Yeah. That's another thing. Oh, it drives Sandy, my wife, nuts because I can be in line at the food store 
and I'm going to start a conversation with somebody. And she says, oh, you always do that. You talk, 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 talk. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, sometimes I'll be, I'll be next in line, and, and the kid is putting it in, so on and so forth. I say, hey, I just have a few things. Why don't you put this on hers, the people ahead of me, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, my, my purchases? Mm-hmm. And I get, a, I get a laugh out of the people and a comment that are ahead of me. Yeah. And uh, but the funny part was, you know, it's this pay pay it ahead thing, right? You're right. Okay, how about if you go into the store next time, and you wander around and you start talking to people, and you say, "Hey, listen, let's all get together on this pay it forward thing." And now it's my turn, so you guys pay for mine, and I'll catch you <laughs> next time. I don't know. I don't, I don't know what we would get from that. But. Yeah, I'm not sure either, but it, it's it's smart and wise, I think, to always engage with people because you never know how the conversation will end up going, how you might brighten a person's day, and how you might literally cheer somebody up and give them exactly what they needed. And it has never been negative. Yeah, interesting. And it's it's funny because you can see it in people's faces, you know, if they're having a tough time. And I remember one time, I was over at the gym. I mean, to look at me, you wouldn't think I go to the gym every day, but I do. And uh, I walked over there, and and, and there was a, a girl in a car in the parking lot there. And and I got out, I grabbed my stuff, and I looked. And I looked over there, and she was still sitting there. And I looked again, and she was crying. Oh. Well, I went in the gym, and and I I just couldn't do it. I put my stuff down, and I walked back out, and I knocked on the window, and and. Uh, I said, you okay? And she says, well, no. And I says, oh, what is it? And she says, well, relationship. And, you know, what are you going to tell a stranger? Right. And I said, well, hey, listen, can I pray for you? And she said, well, uh, yeah. So I said a prayer. And I said, well, hey, God bless you. Her name was like Jolette or something like that. And I said, that's going to get better. We'll see you later. And Mm -hmm. I went back to the gym. Well, I didn't see her for probably a couple of weeks, and it was the only other time I saw her. She's coming back out, and she had a little girl with her. And she said, hey, Dave, I do not remember calling, telling her my name. But she said, hey, Dave, this is my daughter. I want you to meet her, blah, blah, blah. Big smile on her face. That's the last time I saw that woman. Mm. But... Anything like that, yeah, I stick my nose in where it doesn't belong sometimes, but I don't know. It's it's awfully easy to come up to somebody and say, hey, you know, you okay? Is everything it, all right? It's a beautiful you know. gesture, Dave. Oh, yeah, it is. It's, but it's easy. And once you do it, it it's, it's, um, it's easier. Uh, the only thing that I warn against stuff like this, it don't be trapped. Uh, by pride, right? Because pride can stick its nose in there, and and uh, you know, uh, we just have to we have to trust the Lord to to kind of run things, and and uh, I don't know, it's <clears throat> I don't know where I got that thing, but it said something about uh, things like that. It's not a it's not a matter of uh, a foolhardy optimism uh, that we're doing. But it's one of realistic faith, mm-hmm. and the faith in Jesus is going to carry us 
through these things. And I mean, I've gone through some really stupid times in my life. And I'm amazed that the Lord still has me living after after 80 years. But he's so he must have a job for me. That's what my mom always said. She, she lived to be 97. Wow. And she said, the only reason I'm here is because God has a job for me. And no matter what it is, just take a step out there. You don't know. I mean, you like they say, you know, you might have entertained an angel. Mm-hmm. You know, it could be the the guy you hand a few dollars to or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, that brings up another thing: is passing out your 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 cash. Um, we've kind of. <laughs> And this, oh, man, here comes the pride part. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I said that with my tax guy, and I said, this is what we donated this year. And I said, and I'm kind of worried about it. And he said, don't worry about it as long as you get the stuff. But my wife has encouraged uh, so much, and it's not, we're not giving anybody anything. We're investing, whether it's Salvation Army or uh, St. Paul Gospel Mission, um, anything like that. Mm-hmm. It's it's an investment in God's work, and you don't know how that money is going to be used. Um, if you give a five dollar bill to the to the guy with the 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 sign mm-hmm. on the corner. And somebody says, oh, they all do that. You hear all the stories about them getting into a Jaguar and driving home. Well, that very well may be. But that guy is there, and I gave him a few dollars. And if he is that kind of a person, so be it. Mm-hmm. It's it's what your intent is. Right. I mean, that guy could have, could have kids. He might be on his last legs or something mm-hmm. but it's in your heart that's doing it so just keep that in mind you know what i mean and yeah absolutely so dave i'm curious about you know you've been following jesus for decades so i'm sure i'm sure yeah. there's been times in your life when you uh were needing him more and maybe you go had setbacks and you talked about some stupid things you did and uh, I'm curious as to how God was with you during those times. Well, the one thing that comes to my mind, and I had a hunch you'd be asking me something like this. Um, let me wipe the perspiration off my brow. Okay, do that first. Um, we <laughs> we moved, and, uh, and we moved closer to Minneapolis. We live out in the Elk River, and we did before. And I told my wife, well, we got to move closer for one thing or another, and yeah, and one of the guys from church came up to me, and he said, you're moving. I says, yeah, yeah I'm going to be down there. And, and uh, he said, Dave, if you make this move, it's going to hurt you spiritually. Well, okay. And to make a long story short, it did in spades. Wow. What happened? I went. Well, I went to church down there, and... Uh, um, but I got in with the wrong kind of people, <clears throat> and some of my habits 
reverted back to the days of uh, degradation and so on and so forth. And uh, and I found myself just living a uh, terribly sinful life wow. in uh, in more ways than one. Hmm. And that that really that really hit me. And but you know the Lord never lets you down because there was more than one time when he'd remind me I'm still here mm-hmm. I'm right here I am still here look at what you did I still love you but look what you did our pastor talked about that on Sunday he said uh, yeah he says you I, I'd come home and his dad was a preacher and he did and I'd see Dad sitting at the kitchen table with his Bible, and I'd walk in the door and think, boy, I'm in for it now. And his dad would look up, and he said, son, I love you, but I don't appreciate what you've done. No screaming, no yelling, but that's all it took. Mm-hmm. And the Lord, uh, well, Satan still pounds on me. I mean, I've got more, I've got more scars than Carter's got pills. But the Lord, the Lord never gave up on me. Mm-hmm. And I thank Him every morning for that. Yeah, I learned that from a buddy of mine at at uh, at, at uh, our small group. Get up in the morning, and the first thing you do is you say, "Good morning, Jesus." Thank you for the sleep. Thanks for being with me. Let's go get them. Yeah. All right, David, let me take a little break. We're we're talking to uh, David Gotch, and it is the time for Words of the Wise, which I always enjoy. We'll be right back. back with Dave Gotch. We are talking Words of the Wise, a segment that I don't do as often as I like, but I sure like it when I do it. And Dave is uh, nice enough to come on the program. Uh, Dave is uh, just, I think, turned 81. Dave, do you know who was president when you were born? Oh, my word. Uh, Roosevelt. Yeah. You'd be an FDR baby, wouldn't you? Yep. Yep. Yeah. It's kind of funny because I was just uh, barely old enough, to, uh, but when Japs dropped a bomb on Pearl Harbor, my mother said, uh, I went up to her and I said, Mommy, why are you crying? And uh, that's the only thing I remember from something about that. Wow. Wow, that's quite a memory. Wow. Well, Mom reminded me of that. Oh, that was a, that was a tough time. I was going through some stuff. We talk about having tough times now. Um, I went through some stuff that my mother had, and I found a little a little booklet, and it had my name on it, and it was my ration book for flour and sugar and wow. things like that. So it's pretty amazing. Yeah, that. But that... Uh, hey, what, uh, that guy playing Satin Doll was that Cliff Brunzel? No, it was Stefan Grappelli. Oh, the great boy, French... sounded just like a local guy. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway. <laughs> yeah. A- anyway, after you know decades of uh, following 
Jesus, uh, Dave. I'm just curious as to uh, some of the other things that you have learned, either through uh, some suffering or some overcoming, uh, and what kind of pearls of wisdom can you pass on to me and, and other listeners? Well, there's there's some things that, that I try to remember. Um, one thing is 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 uh, it was from a it was from a uh, thing we did with the Book of Daniel. Don't conform to the culture around us, and that is huge today. We're we're getting so involved in uh, I mean even even I let myself get involved well not involved but. Uh, we we kind of let it get to us, and that's this political stuff that's been going on uh, for some time, and it's it's just frightening what it's going on, and particularly with the young people in this day and age. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I feel so sorry for them because a lot of them are not relying on the Lord. Um, there they are. They're they're trapped in 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 the pride of life, and uh, and and they, they're letting they're letting the things of life uh, rule their lives. And I mean that takes that takes a lot of different a lot of different uh, uh, colors and and uh, sizes and styles, but but it's all the same. We can't walk away from the Lord. And and just do all these things ourselves mm-hmm. because eventually, eventually it takes over. Mm-hmm. It really does, and we have to. Well, the Holy Spirit's going to be there with you until you die, and but you have to accept that. And the scary part about that is there's a guy I know. He's about my age, and I said, "Well, you know, to make a long story short, yeah. Well, listen." You know, if you keep that up, you've got two options in the rest of your life, pal. And one is you're going to go to heaven and spend eternity because your soul is going to live forever. And the other one is uh, the opposite. What's it going to be? Think about this. Mm-hmm. You're going to live forever. And, of course, you can't wrap your mind around forever. It's impossible. But he said, oh, I'm going to hell. And it uh, doesn't bother me a bit. And I said, no, you can't do this. And I said, well, I'm going to pray for you anyway. Blah, 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 blah. Well, this has been going on for a couple of years. And I haven't made a dent. Oh, I know all about Matthew and James and, and, and St. Matthews. And that's the way he would talk. Yeah, I know all about that. And I said, well, I'm just going to keep praying for you. Now, the only thing I can do now is I'm praying that somebody else who's smarter than me and might have more influence with him, excuse me, thank goodness for the cough button and radio. Exactly. Um, (laughs) Which you don't have access to, yet I do. And I've used it twice (laughs) since we started this interview. Oh, good. Yeah. Um, But he... uh, but I'm just I'm just praying for people that are going to have a chance to talk to them, because basically I'm done. All I can do is say, Lord, just do what you can. Mm-hmm. 
And I'm hoping that there's somebody else, and I'm praying that somebody else is going to be able to step in there and make that move. Yeah, that's a beautiful prayer, though, because I have lots of prayers saying that I pray other people will come into a person's life to have an influence on them. It's a, it's a group effort. Oh, yeah, yeah. We just, it's just, uh, well, okay, that, that brings up the other one is your prayer life. Um, you know, like, like uh, um, uh, not Chuck Swindoll, who am I thinking of? Anyway, one of the guys, oh, the guy in uh, Atlanta. Um, boy. Anyway, he always talks about, you know, you get in your prayer closet, you know, and you close everything off, and you really get down there. Mm-hmm. But I find myself praying. He says pray all the time. Well, I kind of find myself doing that. I've made a mistake. Well, you saw what I did, Lord. This is really stupid. I'm so, You know, I'm, I regret doing that sort of thing or whatever the case might be. But, hey, I really need a hand with this. If you can see your way clear, can we do this? And a lot of times you're saying prayers and you don't really realize it. You're just having a conversation with them. Mm -hmm. If you have a hard time talking to the Lord, I'm kind of rambling. But um, I like rambling. You have a hard time praying. But put yourself a chair in front of you. Mm -hmm. Get all by yourself. Just put a chair in front of you. Now, okay, just imagine that the Lord is sitting in that chair. And just start talking to him as though you're talking to your best friend, and he is your best friend. Mm -hmm. Do that. Spill your guts, whatever it is. If you have to cry, cry. Grown men, cry. If it happens, let it rip. Mm -hmm. Because the Holy Spirit's going to wipe the tears away from you. And it's just a wonderful, wonderful thing. Boy, I just had goosebumps. <laughs> you, you get a, <laughs> you get a really, a really great thing going there. Just do it. He loves you more than life itself. Mm -hmm. He's excited that you're even taking the time to talk to him. And, and he's going to take care of you. I mean, not everything is going to go exactly the way you want. Uh, you know. Never does. Often life happens. Yeah, never does. But but he answers prayer. I think one of the best answers to prayer I've ever heard was Mark Batterson. Uh, he's a pastor, and, and I'm sure you know of him. Mm -hmm. um, oh, he had prayed for years about his asthma, and the Lord just never healed it, never healed it. This is a real man of God. Well, he was in the hospital, and he was really, really, really sick. I mean, on, almost on his deathbed, and he says, wow, Lord, would you please answer prayer, get rid of this stuff? Well, the Lord did answer prayer. Yeah, it's an incredible story, and unfortunately— the next, the, Oh, no, we're out of time. We're out of time, my friend. We'll do it again, though. Thank well, you, Dave. I love words of the I'd wise. i to do this. Yeah. God bless you. Thank you so much. Dave Gotch has been my guest. We'll take a short break and be right back with lots more. Help me, Lord, I'm feeling low.
It's the Afternoon Show with Bill Arno. All right, it is time for Friday with Friends. I love Friday with Friends because it gives me a chance to reconnect to some of my friends that I know and have loved for years. And today my friend is Walker Humphreys, who uh, probably heard that theme intro song and is probably completely freaked out at this point. Walker, welcome to the show. (laughs) (laughs) You have your own intro song. It's impressive. Thank you. I figured you'd be impressed by that or feel sorry for me. One of the two. I'm not sure which one. No, it's a combination of both. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, perfect. Well, we have uh, known each other for a long, long time and have been friends, and uh, we have uh, a lot of mutual things in common, i.e. your family and your dad, who is an amazing man of faith, and uh, he devised a memorization list. Was that in the 70s, probably? Yeah, that's probably a good guess. Um, I remember... You know, my I think I dove in and did it um, uh, when I was in college, and so for me that would have been like uh, nineteen, you know, seventy nine, eighty. Yeah, so he had to have done it years, years before that. Yeah, yeah. So seventies is probably right. My inscription in my Bible is nineteen seventy eight. That's when I got my Bible, and your dad would always award someone who would memorize all of uh, all of the verses and recite them whatever he would choose for us to recite. He would just randomly pick verses. He wouldn't make us do all of them, although he might have made you do all of them because you're a son. Yes, yeah, and I think I got I got the full, the full <laughs> alphabet. I think I did too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so funny. But it's, uh, it's a fantastic entry level into Scripture memorization because it's the alphabet, and each— a letter has a corresponding word, and each word has a corresponding verse. So if you're going to get into memorization, it's an incredible way to start. And um, it's been a great um, exercise for me, and I still to this day just love reviewing the, the A to Z verses. Yeah, no, it is. Um, like you said, it's a, it, it provides great memorization cues, both in terms of you know the alphabet and then, uh, and then the word itself to to, you know, help you provide those memory triggers, which which we all need. Mm-hmm. Now, you uh, decided you were going to put together your own A to Z list, which I found fascinating. And so tell me about that yeah. journey. Well, um, you know, I, I mean, at, at some juncture, you just can't simply walk in, walk in your father's steps your entire life. And so I uh, I thought I'd, I'd put together my own list. And um, I think like I was talking to you earlier, I... For work, I do an awful lot of travel, and I I found that I had a lot of really kind of dead time, uh, time that was difficult to open up a laptop and do some, you know, work. Um, and but it was easy to pull out a three by five card mm-hmm. and uh, and and do some memorization. And so I started doing it, and uh, and then just basically clicked on and and kept going to to kind of build my own ABC list. And, and then I, I got to, got to X and, and like I said, I was, I was a bit flummoxed in terms of what to do <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. and, uh, and thought about, you know, the word xenophobic and, uh, and then that kind of just uh, brought me to the book of Ruth. And so um, that, that kind of was the genesis behind it. Uh, and I started, you know, reading the book and trying to find a passage that would really capture the the subject, and and there really 
it, it's a broad topic of how you know how Ruth is is treated um, by Boaz and, and the broader community. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's no really one great verse. Hmm. And so some of the verses that I had thrown together in my in my list prior to that were long. Um, you know, knocking off you know twenty verses and 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 uh, and so I thought, well, I'll just give it a whirl. And so I started. And then once you kind of memorize the first chapter, it seems rather stupid to not memorize more. <laughs> okay, now we got to back up a little bit, Walker, because you're. Uh, we have to tell our listening audience that you decided to memorize the entire book of Ruth. Yeah, yeah. So I, I actually didn't decide. It kind of decided came for you. So, yes, it, it did. And so, you know, as I started and and started memorizing. Once you got started, it seemed like I just said it. It seemed rather foolish to to not complete, and so I think I think it took around um, uh, you know between plane flights and dog dog walks, it, it took around uh, two and a half months um, to to capture it and and to put it put it in memory, um, and uh, and it's been. And, and then, as I think you know, I, I mean, when you when you memorize something, um, there's there's an enormous amount of nuance that you learn by repeating something. Yes. And 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 scriptures is it's uh, it's really not designed to be read in many ways. It is designed to be memorized because I think there's so much scripture. I candidly read and simply don't either grasp or fully understand by simply reading it. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I found that very, very true with the book of Ruth. Um, you know, as you, as you read passages and then you, you're, you're inclined to say, okay, you know, what does this really mean? And, and what's the historical significance of this statement? Um, it's, uh, you know, a four chapter book becomes, uh, you know, just a, an incredibly more insightful, meaningful, contentful um, exercise. I mean, the you know, first verse, you know, in, in the days when the judges ruled, there was a famine in the land. Um, you know, the, the time when the judges ruled um, is is a really interesting time in terms of, uh, you know, people behaving badly and, yes. uh, and falling, falling away from God and, and, <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh, you know, defying God's, uh, God's wisdom and, and guidance for their lives and, and doing it with relish and, and, uh, and, and, and how, you know, people operated as Christians in, mm-hmm. in that time. You, you know, you, you look at some of the characters in the book um, and you think, you know, these are people who didn't just operate in hardship, they operated in a time where the world was hostile to them, mm-hmm. um, and, uh, and and so it, it it provides some kind of interesting illustrations and guides for what we deal with today. I think. Uh, yeah, I was about to say it feels vaguely familiar to what's going on today. Yeah, not too far. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, no, it was, it was an interesting um, it was an interesting process, um, and and then I you know as I. As I went through the memorization and started studying, then I started writing, and ended up kind of just doing a little self, uh, you know, commentary on the book. Uh, tried to find, you know, other other people who have, uh, you know, far greater wisdom in scripture than I that mm-hmm. had written kind 
commentaries on it and then just tried to understand their inputs and and learn more about the book. Um, and so, you know, it was, it was a great process for me. I mean, I, I think one of the one of the things about Ruth that, that I thought was was hidden to me uh, in just reading was uh, Boaz and, and just what a an extraordinary character uh, example. Um, you know, there aren't too many instances where you, you find characters in the Bible that provide an example of what it is to be a businessman. And, and yet Boaz, Boaz does. Um, he's, he's operating a, a farm enterprise. He's employing people. Um, and you get to see how he interacts, not just with Ruth, uh, you know, the, the widow uh, and foreigner, but also with his own employees and and uh, and, and people that he he supervises. And so it, it it's uh, he's an extraordinary example of uh, of, of Christ-like management uh, at, at work. So um, a real neat feature, I think, in the in the Book of Ruth. Yeah, I mean, one, maybe one of the one of the finest and an exceptional business guy and a man of integrity and one that we all look up to. As a as yeah. a model, yeah. I, I, there's one one verse you know, where, where um, he he comes into the field after you know Ruth has started gleaning and uh, and you know he says uh, he, he greets his harvesters and he says the Lord be with you and they respond to him and say um, the Lord bless you and and you think to yourself in in the context of a work environment how many guys walk out on the shop floor that are managing a business and, uh, and have their employees turn back and say, you know, I wish and hope that God blesses you. <laughs> yeah. Great point. Um, and so, you know, it, it kind of frames in, in, in many ways um, that, that they knew that they were cared for and that they knew that uh, they shared in the, uh, in the enterprise, um, you know, that, that he was looking out for their best interests. Mm-hmm. Walker, I've got a couple of questions I want to ask a little bit about the procedural way in which you went about memorizing the Book of Ruth. Did you break it yep. down into three-by-five cards? Did you just start handwriting all this out? Yeah, I've got, uh, I've got large, uh, large decks of three-by-five cards. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and, and good, good writer's cramped on occasion. Oh, I bet. Uh, I bet. If you but, put that up on uh, yeah, eBay, that... I'll buy it. <laughs> Actually, it's funny. I mean, Anticipating our call, I, I I went into my my uh, my work backpack and I was looking for my I, I keep them all in a Ziploc bag and I can't find them so I I think <laughs> I may have left them at, at one of our offices so I'll oh, have, no. to, have to track them down yeah and I I've, I've got quite a quite a deck yeah but uh, yeah so I I reduce everything to a three by five card mm-hmm. and uh, um and and then I I you know I I read the card. And uh, and then obviously you know re- repeat after reading it and um, did a lot of it you know sitting in hotel rooms yep. uh, sitting on airplanes uh, walking the dog uh-huh. um, and and uh, so you know my my neighbors uh, are, are gracious uh, they they don't think I'm that strange. <laughs> the but, guy uh, talking to himself I, I, again. <laughs> yeah, the guy talking to himself reading three by five cards. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, so that's that's the way I do it. Yeah. So when you are on an airplane, I'm I'm assuming you're not uh, saying the words out loud. But what about when you're uh, alone in a hotel room or walking the dog? Are you just are you saying things out loud or just rehearsing them quietly in your head? I do a little bit of both. Okay. Um, it kind of kind of depends on the, uh, the, the the density of people around me. Okay. Uh, yeah, know, I get again, it. Uh, where you you don't want to you know uh, wave wave the freak flag too too high. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. and so. So I, I try not to, you know, scare too many people off. Sure. But yeah. No, there are, there is a benefit I think from speaking it out loud. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so I, I do, I do a bit of both. Yeah. You were nice enough to send me your 54-page analysis of Ruth, and uh, Ruth, and I started reading through it, and it's unbelievable. I mean, it's uh, you, you put some work into this. So I want to we'll take a little break when we come back, Walker. I want to hear more about some of the discoveries and surprises and things that were just unexpected when you've memorized the whole book of Ruth and what the Holy Spirit sort of revealed to you as a result of having that word buried now in your heart. Walker Humphreys is my guest. We'll take a short break, and I promise we'll be right back with Friday with Friends. back with Fridays with friends. My friend that I'm uh, talking to is Walker Humphreys, and Walker and I have been friends for a long time, and Walker is a uh, uh, man that memorized the book of Ruth, and I thought, whoa, that is impressive. Um, I've worked on chapters, and I've never accomplished this a whole book, and Walker, you gave us some great tips on how to go about breaking it down into three-by-five cards and just staying focused. Um, did you also memorize the the verse along with the words? Did you? Can you? If I said, "What's Ruth, chapter two, verse nine, Can you pull that out of your um, your memory really fast? No, I, I didn't do verse. I did chapters. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. I, I can I can start you on the third chapter. I can start <laughs> you on the second. Right. I, I didn't I didn't do verses. Yeah. Um, and and uh, I I guess my excuse will be. I mean, when you start memorizing the, the the book, and especially Ruth, it's a story, right? So it flows. And so, yeah, it it flows. It's a it's a narrative, um, and it's uh, you know kind of almost doesn't matter what what version you read it in. It's a phenomenal story, mm-hmm. and I mean, it's really well written, um, and so it, it it kind of almost doesn't lend itself to. Um, you know, verse to verse sure. dynamic. It, sure. it really just has kind of a a, a theme and a, and a flow to it. Yeah. So. so, what were some of your discoveries? Some of the characters, some of the things that you were amazed at when you m- memorized this. Well, I mean, we we already touched on Boaz. Yes, so, we did. But 
I'll, I'll hit on him one more time, and, and that is um, one of uh, uh, one of my memory, one of my alphabets is uh, D is uh, deeds, uh, James two fourteen through twenty six, and uh, you know, uh, what good is it, my brothers and sisters, if someone claims to have faith but has no deeds, and then you go on and talk about the example of Abraham. And then you follow that at the end of the verse with the kind of surprising example of Rahab, who was the, you know, the, the prostitute that housed the, the spies mm-hmm. before the Israelite army attacked Jericho. And, and, and Rahab was Boaz's mom. And uh, what, the, what the, the story goes is, is Rahab, based on her, her faithfulness, was uh, not only um, saved uh, in the in the attack on the city, but she was then allowed to to settle outside the Jewish encampment after the after the battle was won, and she ended up marrying the son of the uh, a guy named Solomon, who was the son of uh, and again I'm sure I'm butchering the pronunciation, That's okay. but the Nashon, who was the the head of the uh, tribe of Judah and I think the head of the army. Mm-hmm. And so she became you know a, a full member of, of of the of the Israelites and 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 Boaz was her son. And so it, it just frames a really interesting context when you think of Boaz and how he relates to Ruth that he's he's been raised by a woman who was Transformed, shunned as a as a prostitute, and and transformed through her faith and her her actions of faithfulness, um, and you gotta believe that that had a pretty profound impact on the way that Boaz, as a man, would look at people in in situations that were where they were were not presenting the standing of a, of an upright individual, you know, that he would see the grace of God in every face. Mm -hmm. So just kind of an interesting, interesting context to think of, of, uh, of Rahab as his mom. Um, Mm. How did you, Oh, go ahead. ahead. How did you, (laughs) (laughs) you you go. All right. I was wondering. Your show. Yeah, well, I know that. <laughs> but you're my friend. You're, you're the guest of the show, so I always want to defer to you. Um, but the whole idea, uh, I think it's in the uh, second chapter where they're talking about the um, guardian redeemer and how Boaz yeah. went about handling that. I always thought that was an amazing way in which he went about that. Yeah. Um it uh you know there's there's two kind of interesting concepts of of that guardian redeemer kinship redeemer and then the leveret marriage and and the book in some ways kind of meshes the two together um the guardian redeemer was really oriented around um redeeming property um and and leveret marriage was really at least in its you know literal structure was designed to um, have a, a brothers living in the same household step forward and marry marry the widow of one of their one of, if their brother deceased. But the concept in Ruth just gets kind of both merged and then blown apart in terms of or blown up rather mm-hmm. in terms of the scope and 
and and kind of character of it of of really to to step into a void and 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 be a resource uh, uh, of compassion and and true true covenant love uh, to to support people that are 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 struggling. Um, so it's a it's it's an extraordinary example, and I think you know I'm it presents a great um, kind of character example of Christ-like love. Mm-hmm. So. What was your inspiration having memorized Ruth? What what did you walk away with going, all right, this is going to affect me now in this way? Oh, I, I mean, um, there's just so many different things. I mean, I mean, uh, that your your first question was were, were some of the significant takeaways. Mm-hmm. I mean, one was hardship. Um, yeah, I think. Uh, we're, we're, we're both old enough now to know, uh, that it's, it's part of life and, and, um, and it surely shows in, in the book of Ruth. I mean, uh, you know, two women, uh, Naomi and Ruth who, who endure, uh, enormous hardship, um, uh, in their lives. Uh, I mean, uh, you know, Ruth is a, is obviously the, the focal point of the narrative, but Naomi's life is, is, uh, is one of extraordinary challenge. Mm-hmm. And yet it's fascinating, I think, and encouraging that, um, it didn't shake their confidence that, uh, that God was in control. Um, you know, and, and that God had the power to transform their, their world. Mm-hmm. Um, and and kind of related to to that was that the the story really shows how God uses normal people to do extraordinary things, and mm-hmm. that He's dependent upon us to to really advance His grace. Um, and you see that there's kind of an interesting interesting interplay with Boaz at one point where he says, you know. Um, May the Lord repay you for what you have done. May you be richly rewarded by the Lord, the God of Israel, under whose wings you have come to take refuge. And Boaz is saying that, not knowing that he's going to be the answer to that prayer. Mm-hmm. So it's it's just kind of a neat neat thing. Yeah, I, I think you you also think of and never quite understood some verses. You know that that in some ways make a little bit more sense now. Um, you know, the, the one verse in, in, uh, I think it's second Corinthians five twenty one. and it says, God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him, we might become the righteousness of God. Mm-hmm. And I never, and you know, I'm not, I'm not the biblical scholar, but I, you know, that, that second half of that, that we might become the righteousness is to me, kind of an illustration of, of what goes on in the book of Ruth is that God is using us as instruments to, to affect his work. Yeah. Um, and, you know, bringing the, bringing hope when there's no hope, uh, bringing possibility when things seem impossible. Mm-hmm. Walker, I'm very interested in your A to Z list. You're going to have to send it to me. And I don't know if you're comfortable with me passing it on to listeners, but, you know, when I offer... Uh, something like this, there's lots of people that are interested because I think scripture memorization is 
challenging, and people are always looking for something that motivates them. And uh, you, the A to Z list might I'd, be just that thing. I'd be happy to happy to send it on. I I, uh, I dwell on a few letters more than others, so I have like three T's and, <laughs> and, uh, and, and, and two S's and stuff. So yeah, what do you yeah, so what do you have for let's say the letter U? Uh, unfailing. Okay. Uh, Psalm one hundred seven one through twenty two. Whoa! You have twenty two verses for that word. Yeah. Have yeah. you ever, uh, read that Psalm uh, Psalm uh, one hundred seven? You give thanks to the Lord for He. I won't. I won't bore your audience. Oh no! You're uh, you're never boring one. my audience with scripture. Yeah, but uh, it's a good one. Yeah, uh, it's a long one, but it's a good one. Okay. Well, if you don't mind, send me the list, and I will offer it to uh, any listener that thinks, you know, I want to get into this memorization. I'm not going to do what Walker did and, and memorize the whole book of Ruth, but I would love to get started. And this is a great way of uh, getting a jump start on scripture memorization. It's A to Z. Each letter has a word. Each word has a corresponding verse. It's a wonderful thing and gets you started. Walker, thanks so much for doing the show. Really nice to, to hear from you and talk to you. Bill, always great to great to talk with you and great to hear your voice. Thanks so much. God bless you. God bless yes, you. Yep. Walker Humphreys has been my guest on Friday with friends that wraps up our show for the day and actually for the week i hope you have a wonderful weekend it is time to ring the bell see you monday Thanks for listening. Programming like this is made available through your support. Information available at MyFaithRadio.com.